Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. I am doing the podcast outside, outdoors, for the very first time ever. So if it sounds a little bit different than it usually does, that's why. There's no echo, there's no anything really outside. And you might hear a distant dog barking. Yep, right there, if you heard that or not. And uh, there's probably some birds around too. It's a beautiful day in Colorado. And it's a little bit cloudy, and it might rain a little bit later on. But right now I'm outside under an umbrella at a picnic table. Um, It's one of those cheapy picnic tables that I got down at Walmart with the umbrella that sticks up through there. And it's beautiful outside. And I thought, I'm going to do the podcast outside. So thanks for listening. The only thing that the only noise around here, you know, you hear like a truck go by or you hear somebody, you know, I don't know. Nobody has lawns out here, so nobody mows their lawn. But you might hear somebody like uh, sawing, sawing, chopping wood. You hear an occasional gunshot. I mean, I seriously think I just heard a gunshot um, because it's it's kind of out in the country. And then, of course, the worst is people whose dogs bark all the time. Um, The neighbors are lovely people, but when I pull up in the yard, their dogs just go crazy. Then there's a guy at the end of the road who kind of lives in the junkyard, and his dogs, can you hear them? Yeah, constantly bark when somebody goes by. And it's really annoying because it's like, okay, I know you live out in the country, but still, you know, don't have dogs that bark. So anyway, how are you? Um, uh, I'm good. I've been out here since uh, I got here Saturday morning, yesterday morning, and uh, just going to take it easy. You know, Carson's gone. He's at band school, college camp, whatever you want to call it, for three more weeks So Susan's really good about saying, hey, you know what, go do your thing. And I'm one of those people who really recharges by being alone. And I'm going to go hiking with Chase on Tuesday and uh, maybe see a sister or two. Um, I spent the day today working on the show, uh, posting blogs, that type of thing. And then I ran for, um, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes on the treadmill. Hey, I wanted to read some emails because last week I was talking about how... uh, you know, after being at KDWB for 25 years, um, some of my thoughts on that and how I love it. And I love the relationship that you and I have, even though we may have, may have never met each other. Um, it's It can be really a, a very powerful, strong relationship. And I really am flattered by that. I got an email from a woman in Boston, and she probably is listening right now. And she said, okay, Carson's Music School is in Boston. I've never been to Minnesota, but I discovered your podcast six years ago. I know it's intrusive, but can I meet you when you're in Boston seeing Carson? You tell me where to meet. I'll come by, just get your picture and like, you know, shake hands, whatever. It'll take two minutes. And to me, that's very flattering. She said that you are the most influential man in my life aside from my father. Holy shit. Who doesn't want to hear that? Number one. Number two, what a fucking responsibility. I don't want that responsibility, <laughs> but I'm very flattered that, the, that she feels that way. So last week in the podcast, I said, you know, Something like people say, wow, you've been at at KDWB for 25 years. You're really lucky. And I said, wow, I I get where they're coming from because not many people stay at a radio station for more than 10 years. I mean, Steve's been at KDWB for 12 years, I think. And um, they're like Lee Volsvik has been at iHeartRadio for 30 years, I think. And, uh, but I will say that as I told you last week, I said, I don't think luck have a, has a whole lot to do with it. Um, and I use the analogy of comparing myself to Tom Brady, which sounds totally arrogant. I get that. You wouldn't go up to Tom Brady and say, wow, you're really lucky to have been with the Patriots and won four, four or five Super Bowls. Well, because Tom Brady is 
he works really hard and he probably comes in early and he probably stays late. So I know that not, you know, there's always good things and bad things, but I said that I don't think luck had a whole lot to do with it. And I said, now that I've said that, I worry that I sound arrogant. Well, I got some emails here. Michelle writes and she said, hi, Dave. Just had to say your podcast is so great, you were not bragging at all. I was curious if you've ever felt like quitting or moving from KDWB in 25 years. Uh, that's from Michelle. Michelle, yeah, about six years ago, uh, five years ago, the station let my contract run out. And in radio, that's amazingly insulting. It says, well, we don't really care whether you stay or whether you leave, so we let your contract run out. And at that point, um, I was like, screw you. I'm going to talk to another station. So I talked to a station in Miami, and they really wanted to hire me. And it was very, very flattering that they flew Susan and myself down there, and we talked to them. And it didn't turn out to be the right situation. Um, but yeah, um, you know, like any job, sometimes you go, what the fuck am I doing? But 99% of the time, I've been very happy there. So thanks for that email, Michelle. Um, another email. It'll take me just a second to pull it up here. Eric says... Dave, I've been listening to your morning show for years. I just discovered your podcast. Thanks for the great recommendation on S-Town, one of those true crime podcasts. It was fascinating, but I agree with you. The ending was a little anticlimactic. I just finished the episode of your podcast where you talk about your dad coming into your bedroom when you were listening to your music and making you go outside to work. I grew up on a farm, and hearing your story gave me a flashback to my own dad walking into my room while I was listening to the first Rage CD. Um, uh, and my dad yelling, turn that shit off and get out to the barn and scrape the pens. <laughs> yes, I did what he told me. And yes, I took credit. My father, um, I gave credit. I, I too, there it is. I too credit my father for my work ethic. And now I plan to tell him next time I see him. Uh, I enjoyed your book and have given it to younger relatives as graduation presents. I recently published my second novel. It is called This Side of Zero, available on Amazon.com. That's from Eric. So thank you, Eric. And I think there was one more, maybe. Here's Jessica. Jessica says, I was listening to the podcast on my way to work this morning. Lots want to let you know uh, the part about you sounding braggy about being at your job for 25 years did not come across as arrogant. You have earned your right to brag about it, even if you wanted to. I know you are not that kind of person, but if you wanted to be, it would be totally justified. That's an interesting observation. Because I think some of us, no matter how successful we get, no matter what our field is, some of us will never become arrogant or snobby or think our shit don't stink. But I could name five people, boom, 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 off the top of my head who got a little bit of taste of fame in radio and became unbearable. The, and it's like... It's, it's like, why? Um, I'm not going to name any names because, you know, I'm just not going to do that. But it's just really annoying when somebody gets a little taste of success and becomes really arrogant. Anyway, and some people have earned the right. I mean, look at somebody like, um, okay, Tom Hanks. He's earned the right to be an arrogant dick. Will Smith has earned the right to be an arrogant dick. But you never hear anything bad about him. Anyway... Um, when you were talking about your last summer with Carson, I immediately got tears in my eyes as a mom of three. I dread the day that it'll be time for them to spread their wings and take on the world. My kids are still pretty young, 11, seven and five. I find myself anxious about thinking about them someday, not needing me anymore and leaving home. Uh, Hey, the good news is it doesn't happen overnight. 
you get used to it because they gain their freedom and their independence and you see less of them as the years roll on. So it doesn't all of a sudden happen, boom, at 18. You've gotten a good taste of it starting when they're old enough to ride a bike, when they're old enough to go down to Quick Trip with their friend, when they're old enough to go to summer camp for a week when they're old enough to drive, when they're old enough to get a job. So you don't, the good news is if you have kids, and I know a lot of people listen to the podcast either have kids or are planning on having kids. Some are pregnant right now. Shout out Nathan and Alyssa. And um, that, that's the good news. It doesn't all happen at once. Anyway, love the podcast, read the book front uh, to back over the course of a couple of hours last year. And it's been an inspiration for a couple of uh, blog posts. Um, she says, I am 30 years old. Listen to your show since I was in third grade. I remember being in my bedroom and secretly turning on KDWB quietly in the morning while I was getting ready for school because I knew if my mom heard the morning show, she would say that is inappropriate. I remember trying to record Backstreet Boys songs on my radio and getting annoyed because DJs would talk right up until the band started singing first world problems. Anyway, uh, thank you, Jess. That is very kind. I love reading those. And um, hey, listen, not every email has to be positive. If you want to write me and say something like, Dave, um, the podcast really needs some work in this area. Hey, let me know. I mean, you're here. I'm here. I don't want to do it just to make myself happy. I want you to enjoy the podcast, too. So this week, um, I want to talk about something a little bit different. Um, I don't have a copy of my book here, and usually what I do is we talk and you know we catch up and that type of thing, and and then I get a chapter of the book and I pick one that we haven't talked about, and then I discuss that chapter of the book. Well, this week I don't have a copy of the book. The reason I don't have it, I had one here in Colorado and I gave it away to somebody. So what I found is in my um, phone some chapters of the next book. If there is a take a shower show up on time and don't steal anything part two. Um, first of all, I would have to come up with a different name of three new different things, and that'll be something else. Um, but I wrote some ideas in my phone. So what the hell? Let's give you a little preview of some of the things that I've learned in my life that have been very helpful or have been a great learning experience to me. All right, let's start with this one. My dad said this one years ago, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. But now that I say that, I'm 99% sure, yes, I did. I put that in my current book. So that's we'll scratch that one off. Um, here's one. Learn to say no. Oh, it's such a powerful word. But most of the time, we feel guilty when we say no. Somebody says, Dave, will you head up the committee to organize the 5k for the thing at the school and 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 I don't want to because I don't have time but if I say no I feel guilty and sometimes it's not even that big of a time commitment but it's such a powerful word and Fallon and I talk about this a lot Fallon gets invited to so many things let me tell you a quick Fallonism Fallon story a lot of people want to pick her brain because Fallon really is good with social media and she's really good with you know making a name for herself and a character for herself and a persona. That's the word I'm looking for. And so people who they now call themselves influencers, you've heard that term. Um, they're like, you know, I'm an influencer, meaning I have a coffee Instagram account, or I have a food or travel um, Facebook page or whatever. They're influencers. So they'll, they'll talk, they'll get a hold of Fallon and they'll say, Fallon, I've got a coffee Facebook page, or I've got a coffee Snapchat, whatever. Can I go to coffee with you and pick your brain 
for just an hour or so on what I can do to improve my brand to get more followers. And uh, Fallon used to go to coffee with these people. And then she'd say, oh, I'm so tired and I got coffee this afternoon with somebody who wants to meet me or I've got lunch this afternoon or I got to go speak to this college or whatever. And I said, Fallon, you got to say no. You've got too much going on. You're tired. When you take on too much, I know you like helping people. And that's the great thing about it is we all love to help people. But if you learn to say no, so she's learned to say no. And it's really made a big difference in her life because that's the thing. You say no and then you realize well, I feel guilty. Now this person thinks I'm a dick, just like the woman in Boston wanted to meet me. And I had to write her back and I had to say no, because as much as I really wanted to, it would annoy the piss out of Carson because he really would feel bad if I was there to see my son who I haven't seen in three weeks. Yet I scheduled a time to meet somebody who listens to the show and the podcast. I get it. I appreciate it. But saying no was the only answer in that case. So learn to say no. There's one for you. Um, here's another one. Use people's names. And I know what you're going to say. As soon as you meet somebody, you forget their name. No, you didn't forget it. You never even really heard it. I do the same thing. So there's a couple of little tricks when you know, when you don't know somebody's name um, or when you meet somebody for the first time and they say, hey, this is Adrian. And you don't hear Adrian because you're so concerned about Adrian, what she thinks of you or what Chuck thinks of you. So you forget instantly. And now you feel stupid because you want to call them by their name, but you don't. Well, a couple of things you can do when they introduce themselves, repeat it back. Hey, Chuck. Good to meet you, Chuck. How are you, Chuck? Something like that. And I know it sounds stupid, but people love the sound of their own name. I've heard somewhere that our favorite sound in the world is the sound of our own name. So if you meet Chuck and you instantly forget, here's something you can do. Tell me your name again. Because at least if they know that you forgot, which they've probably forgotten yours too, at least they know you care enough to ask them. And everybody wants to feel like they are cared about, right? So if I met Chuck and I instantly forgot his name, I'd say, you know what? I'm sorry. Tell me your name one more time. Nobody ever gets offended. If they are, you know what? That's their problem, not yours. Um, another one. Okay. Uh, I said this one before. Have something to look forward to. I love that one. What are you looking forward to right now? I'm going to put this on the Facebook page. Go over to Facebook the and, and uh, take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything, and tell me what you are looking forward to right now. I, right now, it can be a little thing or a big thing. It'd be a trip to Hawaii or starting your new job, or it could be, I use this joke all the time, it could be a macadamia nut cookie or a brownie or a glass of wine. Have something to look forward to because if you don't, what are you striving toward? What are you working to get to? You know, what do you got to get done first if you don't have anything to look forward to? Right now, I'm probably looking forward to going inside and playing a game on my um, Nintendo Switch. It's called Pick Cross, and it's my new obsession. And you can download it on your phone too, and it's really fun, and it's simple, and it's talk about just mindless stress relief. Pick Cross. P-I-C-R-O-S-S. -S, and there's other versions of it called different things. So have something to look forward to. 
another one. Read management books. We're talking about chapters in my book if I do another book, and I probably will. Um, and these are some previews of chapter ideas. Read management books. I never read any management books. I'm a terrible manager as far as I know. You'd have to ask Steve or Fallon or Gina or, or, or Gina. That's a cross between Jenny and Tina. Ask them. I hope they'd say I'm okay. I really try to be fair, and I never put myself first. And I think that's one of the things that I have been good at is I never put myself first. Um, I don't think, but they might tell you something different. I don't know. But read management books because you might not think that you're ever going to get into management, but somewhere down the road, you will, whether it's in your title or not, you will be a manager. And you're going to have different people to deal with. People who you have to beat them like a mule to get any work out of them. I've worked with those people. I've worked with people who I'd ask them over and over to do something. And they would do it half-assed. And then they'd usually blame somebody else for it. I've worked with people who have a really bad, shitty attitude. Read a management book. Because somewhere down the road, you'll need that information. You'll need those skills. Uh, Another one. I gave you one here about work. I've run into this one a couple of times. Do not wait too long for an employee to improve. In other words, I'm getting bit by flies out here. I'm wearing shorts. I don't know if I told you this. I don't think I did that I made a pair of cutoffs um, with an old pair of blue jeans I found in the house. And I said, it's hot outside. I want to go outside. I don't want to wear pants. I'm going to sit in the backyard. I made a pair of cutoffs. And um, it's really nice. But I'm getting beaten, beaten, eaten by bugs right now. That was a SWAT. Um, so if you hire somebody, you don't want to, you know, cut them off after two days if they're not doing their job well. But if you've given them three or four or five weeks and they're just not working out, cut your losses, get rid of them. Um, you know, I've had that experience before. I don't want to go into a lot of details because, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, but if you if you have somebody on your show, on your show, or on your team, or that you work with and you hired them and they're not working out, try. Try to get them to improve. But after X amount of time, get rid of them. Just get rid of them. Document that shit and get rid of them. Um, as our boss said, turn the page. Turn the page. Um, I've also worked with some people, and again, this is my mistakes teaching you not to make the same mistakes. I worked with somebody for four years. I knew after two weeks that they were terrible, but I let them work with us for four years. And I look back at that and go, I knew they were worthless after two weeks. I should have cut my losses, but I did not learn from my mistakes. Um, Here's one. Here's another chapter that uh, that I might do. Um, make up with that old friend of yours that you had a fight with. I mean, a lot of the time you stop speaking to somebody because you had a fight over something stupid like politics. Um, a lot of people have unfriended people and gotten annoyed and stopped talking to people over politics in the last several years. You know what? Find that person. If you loved them at one time, you probably still can find something to love about them. So there's just a little tip for you. Uh, This is what I learned at scout camp last year. No hill goes up forever. And you've probably heard me talk about this one. When we were at scout camp, it's called Philmont Scout Ranch. And we hiked, I think the, the, the trek that we were on was 81 miles. But that's just on the trail. That doesn't include walking around and walking back and forth to, you know, the, you know, I don't know, whatever, get wood or to walk back and forth to the staff cabin or whatever. Um, And there were times 
where we're rocking uphill and you think you get to the top and they call it a false summit. You know what a false summit is? It's where when you're a quarter mile below it, you look up and go, that's the summit. And you get to the top and it's like, nope, that was a false summit. It goes on for another mile after that. Or you're hiking up a mountain and it's just switchback after switchback after switchback. And you're like, holy crap, when is this going to stop? And I realized a few days into the hike, no hill goes up forever. So no matter if that hill went up for three miles straight, it was never going to go up forever. And I think that's a valuable metaphor for life that, you know what, you might be struggling with something right now. I know many, so many people who are struggling with work and work issues and work politics. Let me tell you, you're not alone. That doesn't make it any easier, but you're not alone. There's a lot of work politics where somebody who should not have this power and should not treat you that way does it anyway because they're drinking buddies with the boss. And if you were to complain about it, the boss would probably blame it on you. If you have work problems, number one, join the crowd. Number two, if you don't, consider yourself very lucky and you will not too far down the road. So no hill goes up forever. Maybe you're in a bad relationship right now, or you're, maybe you're going through a divorce. I know somebody who's divorced, and they refuse to get happy. They just refuse to get happy. And I told them, you know what? You're really, that should be another chapter. Although I didn't come up with this one. You're about as happy as you decide to be. Oh, let that one sink in. You're about as happy as you decide to be. Maybe that should be the spotlight of the podcast today. Maybe I should end on that note. Because I think, don't we all know somebody who's miserable and they're like, oh God, well, I got a divorce and he's an asshole and I hate my job and I'm always broke and, you know, it's like, well, God, you're just a Debbie Downer to be around. And there's guys that do it too, not to use the word Debbie Downer as exclusively referring to females. Um, but don't you think that if you decide to be happy, that's just the way you're going to be? Don't you know somebody who's always perpetually happy? I mean, they might, might be sad once in a while, but they're just always happy. I don't expect you to do that if that's not you. I couldn't tell my son Carson, go be happier, because he's just not a happy, bubbly, bouncy sort of kid, and that's fine. But again, we're about as happy as we decide to be. Hey, guess what? I'm going to wrap it up on that note. I think that's a powerful statement. Remember that. Write it down somewhere. Repeat it to yourself a couple of times. How happy do you want to be? How happy are you right now? Are you not very happy? Well, maybe decide to be happier. There's always something to be happy about, right? And if there's not, you're going, well, Dave, I don't have anything to be happy about right now. Nothing. Well, what if you did have something to be happy about? What would it be? Well, I just lost a family member and I'm not making enough money and I'm single and I have bad acne. Okay, I get all that. But if you had something to be happy about, what would it be? Well, um, I, you know, fill in your blank here, whatever it might be, something small. Um, I have hot water in my house. I have plenty of hot water. I can take a shower anytime I want to. I can go outside and go for a walk anytime I want to. So um, we're about as happy as we decide to be. Hey, that's it. This has been fun. It's been weird. I hope the neighbors aren't listening to me. I don't think I'm close enough to any neighbors. Probably 500 yards that way. 500 yards that way. You hear the airplane going over? I'll bet you do hear that. The uh, flight plan for the Colorado Springs Airport goes directly over my house. Directly. Which I love. I love airplanes. I think it's cool. But 
you know, when I go to sell the house one day, that might not be a big selling point. Um, it was fun being outside. My legs are covered with bites right now, but you know what? Worth it. Um, this was fun. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Tell a friend about the podcast. Say, you know what? You listen to Dave's show, listen to his podcast, and um, have him buy the book too. I still got a lot of those books <laughs> to sell. Hey, it's also on Kindle. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. The website, uh, not the website, the Facebook page, by the same name, the book, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Thanks for listening. <laughs>